Hey, Dan. How are you? Hey, Jason. So how's everything going? Uh, aren't you in? Uh, are you in a different location? I heard uh, someone no, told me you might be in a different location right yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm still just okay. uh, well, good. Keeping my keeping myself and family <laughs> safe from crazies. You had a. Uh, yeah. You seem to have had a yeah. very dramatic mm. morning. <laughs> a very confused morning. Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I was shifted in my mind. I was shifted by an hour. And I thought that light, I was late light savings time. And in not only is? was I not late <laughs> I was yes, I was an hour early uh for everything instead of thinking but, I was like almost an hour late for But you were so, still here we are. frantic in being early. Woo. Which is funny. You were acting as if you were late. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You, were, you, you sent, yes, exactly. You yeah. sent the link through for this 20, 20, <laughs> like an so hour you early, sent right? it or, or, 26 minutes early. <laughs> you're frantically texting me and you're right. acting as if you're 34 minutes late. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yep. I like this. Uh, Dan true. might be late version of Dan because you're really, well, because you're on time. Yeah, I bet you do. Otherwise you're typically 30 minutes late. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that is so not true. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll admit to ten minutes late, but thirty. Drive everywhere. Yeah, we do. We drive everywhere. I mean, it's amusing because, um, <laughs> it's like people in Texas. You walk less than people in LA. Oh, hundred percent. You think so? I've spent a substantial time in the Dallas Plano area in Austin. And I'm from LA. Yeah. So I'm sure. familiar with driving everywhere. Right. But we still walk around like where we are. I mean, so if you're in Santa Monica, you're walking around Santa Monica, you're walking around Venice, you're walking around downtown Long Beach, you're walking around where you are. But like Texas, you don't even walk around where yeah. you are. People literally drive to the Starbucks on the corner. No, I mean, we have... And then the Starbucks in the corner, you got to drive through. Sure. Well, of course. We don't get out of our truck. It's the air... We need the air conditioning. Huh. That's See, that's what people don't understand. Especially people like you, snobs from LA, where it's 72 degrees and sunny almost every single day of every single year. And here... Yeah. It's 108 degrees in the summer, so you're not going to walk anywhere not at 108 true. degrees except from your living we room to your den or whatever. Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, but they drive there too. Las Vegas. No one's walking Las casinos. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you're right about that. Well, you know, the, the big news here actually refers to L.A. It's yeah. all about L.A. Turns out, because your your team yeah. not only made it to the Super I Bowl, found, but, uh, did um, pretty good. I discovered, I, so I, I found, I discovered, I I've heard about that yesterday. <laughs> I'm not. No, oh, I, I don't wasn't. play dumb. You were watching the game no, and you knew. No, the whole I was literally thing. having sure this, this, So, if people don't know today, 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 I know Jason, I don't believe you. I've no, known no, you long I, we, enough. I'm, to, I'm going to not tell you that. I'm telling you the truth. Today is Friday. February 18th. Okay. So it's literally the Super Bowl was five days ago. Yesterday, Thursday, I'm having a conversation or conversation. And at the end, someone's like, oh, you know, like, congratulations on team winning. I said, winning what? I'm like, the Super Bowl? I said, oh, the LA Rams, they won the Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I sort of heard. We might have done that, but sorry, we're yeah, interrupting your lunch but, you or know, something right now. I don't want to. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> sorry, it, it makes everything more real. You know what I mean? And so the um, um, <laughs> sure. So I was like, yeah, but in L.A., nobody cares. So the funny part is when you're in Los Angeles, I can almost guarantee go to Los Angeles right now and. There's no evidence whatsoever that the local football team is in the Super Bowl. 
There's probably not, you know, maybe, maybe downtown. There's like a, a Rams thing on the side of a building, but there are no Ram jerseys. There's no one driving around. No one lit a car on fire. No one in LA gives a shit. Not about the Rams. Sorry. I mean, literally, if you, if you, if you sit around and you think about LA sports, in my opinion, um, <clears throat> you have more like stars and people are more concerned about what's going on with the LA Lakers. You know what I mean? I mean, going all the way back, go, going all the way back, going all the way back. It's like yeah, the LA no, Lakers. I can see that. LA Lakers are like a topic of conversation. And then you got the Dodgers after that. Uh, and, um, right. And see, because the LA Lakers are the champions, the LA Dodgers, the champions. And then I'd say you had, you know, probably the one that would come in third was when, you know, the Raiders were in LA. Um, because remember it was Oakland, LA, Oakland, LA, and I think they're in Vegas now, you know, in that. <clears throat> and then you talk about maybe yeah. Angels baseball. And then you talk about the Rams. Uh-huh. And then you talk about the Clippers. So um <laughs> I'm I'm just willing to bet there's no you probably drive around entire parts of Los Angeles and you won't see a single LA Rams flag on there. Didn't they go to a different city too at one point? Uh oh, well, I mean, yeah, the, the history they? of the Rams is um is is kind of interesting. They um so the Los Angeles Rams, yeah. if you want to go back to the history on this, back in the I think you know, probably the thirties, if I had to guess, they were yeah. the Cleveland Rams. Yeah. They were in Ohio and then they moved to LA. I'm going to, you know, I'm guessing maybe like night, like 1950 right. or like their late 40s, something like that. And, uh, and, and then I think they stayed there until I'm going to have to look this up, but I feel they like went it to was like St. Louis or something. Sometime. Yes, they did. No, here it is. Yeah. Okay. After the 1994 NFL season, the Rams left Southern California and moved to St. Louis, Missouri, becoming the St. Louis Rams. Five seasons later, they defeated the Tennessee Titans, won the Super Bowl, and then uh, they won it again and again and again and again. And then, so look at this. The club is the only NFL franchise to win championships representing three cities, Cleveland in 1945. I was right. Cleveland, 1945, LA in 1951, and 2021, and St. Louis in. Yeah, but see, that's my point. My point is, you can't even stay in the city, so fuck off. I don't care. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, you're not wrong. The Eagles have always been. Let's just sit. So you go to Philadelphia, Philly, right? Okay. So, let's say the um, Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. You go they to were. a supermarket and you don't have an Eagles jersey or Eagles hat on. Right. You go to like. I mean, you go there. And people wear the shit. I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it's oh, a little yeah. bit like I grew going up, to I mean, Boston, that's how I grew up. And depending Everyone on what sports it. team is playing that day, if you don't have the fucking hat on, you might get called out. Yeah, that don't happen. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. In LA. LA don't give a shit. Not about the Rams. They can't even... Well, I understand that. I mean, it's like, uh, it's, you know, like I was born and raised football, baseball, none of the, I wasn't really into hockey. I wasn't very much into basketball, but the Eagles for me were, that was the number one team and the Phillies were second to that. And when it was baseball season, you wore your Phillies cap like 24 seven when it was, you know, when it was time to play football. We all had our T-shirts. Some of us had jerseys. We definitely had the baseball caps, and it was a—it was just a thing you just saw. You know, you wouldn't—you didn't think anything of it. Of course, you're wearing your Phillies hat. Of course, you're wearing that. Like it wasn't even if ever, and everyone wore it. Everyone, yeah. Wore it. And we were loyal to the teams. And still, how many years has it been since I lived in Philadelphia? It's been forever, and that's the only team that I could even possibly think about. You know. Eh. Eh. Yeah, because yeah, there wasn't, wasn't like, really into that. I'm telling you, is that because you know we're about the same age. So be growing up, 
Mm-hmm. Man, I was about, I mean, this is when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson are playing at the Lakers. Yeah. You know, and it's basically the Lakers versus time. Celtics, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in that. And then it was like right. the heyday of just the LA Dodgers crushing people. Uh, you know, and the, and the Ram stadium was way out wherever. And, you know, they're from fucking Cleveland. Who cares? <laughs> I'm serious. Wasn't like, oh. Yeah. And then I'd say that, you know, probably the more, the, the football, the football game that people don't like give a shit about is when UCLA plays USC in the Rose Bowl. That's the fucking football game people care about. So. That's that's whenever that happens. That's a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, when um, when we won the Super Bowl, the Eagles in 2017, that was a very very big deal. Having never won, and I got to see it in my lifetime. Nice. Got to watch it with my son. He got to see it. You know, it was a big it was a big thing. And and here I am in Texas, watching this game. You know. And I, I, I feel like I know what you mean. If you had lived in L.A. for a while, teams are going to come and go. And you're like, well, we don't even have a team. Yeah. Oh, now we have the same team. It's yeah. back. Yeah, and it's a little bit where, and it's funny because even when the Raiders came But there's a lot to down, talk about. Everyone in L.A. was so happy because the Raiders were fucking uh-huh. gangster, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah. and it was, it was yeah. such a funny thing to see because, you know, the Raiders come down from Oakland and instantly just everybody around like, Except everyone is Raiders fans anyway, right? Like literally, everyone, right. everyone, and even LA, you'd bump, you'd bump into someone in the Raiders jersey on all the time, um, because of course it was a like a favorite of literally, um, uh, you know, certain circles, and so then, uh, um, you know, like if you bump into three guys wearing Raiders jerseys. Don't don't. When did they come? Uh, when did they come to LA? Eighty something. It's like the eighty something. Let me look this up. Okay, eighty. Yeah, they relocated no. to LA for the nineteen eighty two season. People are so ready to hear about Edge right now. I yeah, feel but let's like. talk about Edge. But that's this. I mean, is the first thing. Great. Well, there is a tie-in. There is a tie-in because there are as our, our producer. Um, has uh, so kindly shared with mm. us. She's done a, a lot of research for this one. Because think about think about the NFL. Think about modern day NFL. Very different than it was when we were kids growing up. Uh, so here's here's some themes that uh, that has been researched for us. I love that we have the best producer ever. Target audience. NFL is worried about future proofing its audience. You know where their um, executive vice president of marketing came from. Activision, Activision. And, you know, I remember when I used to watch football with my, you know, like my, my, my grandfather, father-in-law, those kinds of people, they would always complain, oh, I don't like all these graphics up on the screen. There's too many graphics. I know which direction the team is running. I don't need a big arrow on the Turf yeah, maybe a me. generational thing, but when they do like the 360 degree view and zoom in on this and they do sort of here and there, I love it. I think I it's it. badass. I like yeah. it. I'm sorry. I think it's really cool. Make it look, you know, and it's funny because there was one time I have to tell you, this is hilarious. There, this was during Halloween. I was out with my kids taking them trick or treating. And there was a group of people kind of staring in to one of the houses while their kids were running up and down the the block, a bunch of dudes, dads staring in through a window and on the T they had a (laughs) giant screen TV inside and there was a football game playing on it. And the dads were just kind of like, Oh, who's winning? Who's winning? It was Madden. It wasn't even a real football game and they didn't know it. They didn't even realize it wasn't a real game. I'm like, those guys, those teams aren't playing tonight. This must be a recording. They're like, no, it's happening right now. And I look and I I play Madden, so I know. I'm like, guys, this is it's a Madden. Video like, what game. Do you mean? Like, yeah. That's a PlayStation. It's a video game. It's a video. And they're like, oh, and I, but that should not now that's a comment, not just on how no, real the video games look, but it how we are used to now seeing v- what I would call video game technology 
in a in something like a football game. We're used to seeing those graphics, those 360 degree shots, those, you know, everything yeah. like that. And that kind of is leading us up to this whole AR experience. Eventually we're we're going to have a completely different kind of viewing experience of these things where wouldn't it be cool if you could put your goggles on or whatever and move around the field while the plays are happening, decide where you want to be in a show that you're watching or in a game that you're watching. Oh, I want to sit here and watch this. Well, this is my team. I want to sit here. Well, no, I want to be on the sideline. Well, I want to be behind the, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I want to be on the, I'm going to, I'm going to be on the coaching team. Like that's. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's an actually one of the, I, I don't get into augmented reality very much, but when I hear about things like this, or I think about things like this, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I mean, my, my only issues think? with, you know, augmented reality, if you will, which I guess, I guess, again, we're just lumping it all into metaverse stuff or whatever now, but um, is that, um, you know, it's very device dependent and we haven't, and if you look at what has to happen from an innovation standpoint of the devices is a much further miniaturization mm-hmm. of electronics while simultaneously not making it so hot that it's going to melt somebody's head. <laughs> and, and, um, <laughs> we're talking about having very high resolution displays close to our eyes that we can probably see through. Right. Uh, and, um, yeah, there's some real <laughs> display technologies that need to happen. Uh, and, um, you know, there's a lot of further electronics miniaturization and heat management and power management and all the fun sort of things in there for, for us to have like, cause I, cause I think the mission impossible movie sort of fucked up everybody's expectations around AR, right? Cause you see like Tom Cruise put those glasses on and you're like, my God, those are, those are okay. That's no, but that's yeah. like, I'd literally expect to put on like a good looking pair of Ray-Bans. Um, and, or maybe something a little more stylish, uh, now, uh, and, uh, get like that level of instantaneous detail. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you don't get that, mm-hmm. eh, it feels, yeah, eh, eh, like why bother? We're bother. So, but so the NFL is doing that, trying to do it there. Makes sense. Um, who they do it with, and were people using AR lenses like in the in the stadium? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, AR okay. is the future, though. I think it is. I think it is. Um, you know, because if you think about it, and this is something I've talked about on other programs, but I don't think we've talked about it, and I would really like to. And that is, I would, I would say, I don't think that what people actually want, I don't think people want cell phones. Now, everybody's listening, well, I like mine. I'm like, you know, yeah, we use them, but I don't think that this is the final form, and I don't think that this is what we really want most of the time. And so here, let me, let me propose this to you and you tell me what you think. My proposal is as human beings, it's more natural for us to do what you and I are doing right now. We are speaking to each other using our voices. You're listening to me and I'm talking, then I'm listening to you. You're talking. How often are you sitting in Slack and you're typing something? You're like, oh my God, let's just have a phone call. It's going to take me an hour to explain this in Slack or in an email, and it'll take me two minutes with my voice. And you will get it and I'll, you'll know by my tone of voice what I think is important, what isn't. No one wants to use emojis. Emojis are there because we can't hear the other person's voice. And you might be making a joke and throwing in a little sarcasm. And I won't know that you're doing that unless you put the upside yeah, down just, smiley face. I just muted face. my mic and lol. You know what I'm saying? Like so, we need. Take that, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so. What we really want as human beings is we want to look at things, we want to listen to things, and we want to talk. And that, that was, you know, that's the main ways that we communicate. And so 
I propose that no one really wants a cell phone. We don't want to be sitting there looking at these screens for a lot of the stuff that we're doing. We don't want that device. We want something else, especially, and I'm, I'm talking mostly about the concept of how we manage our day and how we manage our time. And so here's okay. a scenario. Let me paint this scenario for you. Let's say that I want to have lunch with you. Let's pretend there's no COVID and we live in the same city. What, what do I have to do to schedule a lunch with you? I would need to maybe send an email. And the email, hey, Jason, uh, how are you doing? Wondering if uh, you'd mm -hmm. like to go and get some lunch sometime, I'd maybe say, next week. And you're going to reply. Yeah, you no. know, I, actually, next week is pretty good. Because you have a habit of running maybe, around, picking no, up the COVID. Yes. No. And you'd say, no. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, there is no COVID in the scenario. So, so you would say, you know what? How about Wednesday? Now I write back, well, Wednesday doesn't work as well. How about Thursday? Or maybe I have some time Friday. Okay, Friday, you know, and we've done this back and forth all hmm. just as it, wouldn't it be amazing if I could not even using yeah. a device, but just at, speaking out loud uh. to, uh, to an intelligent assistant where I could just say, assistant, I'd like to have lunch with Jason sometime next week. And the assistant would say, I'll set it up for you, Dan. And then about 10 seconds later comes back and says, you and Jason are having lunch at your favorite uh, burger uh -huh. place on Thursday at 1 p.m. It knows what our tastes are. It knows places we've been before. It knows what my favorite burger place is. It knows your it. And what it did behind the scenes was yeah. it went and talked to your assistant and your assistant shared your preferences for those things got permission from you. Maybe you're sitting there and maybe your assistant said, Dan would yeah. like to have lunch next week. Would you like to do that? And you're like, yeah, sure, sure. Set it up. And you don't even know until, the, until we don't care when it is. It's just going to tell you when it is that kind of intelligence. We could build that and we're not far from that, but that is much better than the email back mm. and forth, the texting back and forth, the holding a phone in your hand and typing with your thumbs and looking down instead of looking at the world. We want that kind of omnipresent, mm. omniscient intelligence that can always be there to do something. I don't want to have to make sure that I structure how I speak the right way, the right order, the right words to get my intelligent device I to see. remind me to take the trash out. I just want to say, hey, device, um, remind me to take the trash out. It's going to know when the trash was picking up. Maybe I told it once. Maybe it connects to the intelligent assistant of Austin and says, when is trash picked up for Dan's neighborhood? And it knows that. Maybe it's going to know that I haven't taken the trash out yet because it has optical recognition. It has cameras on the outside of the house. It knows the trash is sitting there and I haven't taken it out. So it, it needs to remind me that we are not far from that, Jason. We are very, very, very close. And all of that's edge. All of this is edge. Everything that we're describing. And that's the kind of stuff that's interesting to me. Do you disagree? Um, you sound very passionate on the topic. I'm, I think about this all the time because this is what I want. Everything that we have right now is, is some kind of Band-Aid or holdover technology None of it is actually what we really, truly want. Yes, looking at your phone to check movie times, that's a good thing. Looking at pictures and sharing fun stuff like that, that works really great on a phone. You know, reading some information, finding out some information that that maybe is a list of things. You don't want an intelligent huh. assistant to list movie times. It's the most painful experience in the world. But like, if you have a flat tire... You just want to be able to say, where's the closest place that can fix this? Oh, you want to go here? I've made an appointment for you. Done. Like those kinds of mundane tasks should be completely manageable and doable by an intelligent yeah. system. That, I mean, it's, I've, I've heard that pitch like a hundred times over the last 20 years. I, I've even like been an investor in like three companies that tried to do it. I don't, it, so where is it? Uh, where is it? Um, it still feeds into the, you know, even if you had that perfect assistant, Dan, you know, um, uh -huh. you know, th there's no guarantee, there's no guarantee that based on like how you would feel at that given point in time that you'd feel like doing it. I think honestly, the, the most reliable way for you and me to have lunch if we're living in the same city is for me to just sort of like, guess and swing by your house and be like hey what's up i'd be like mm -hmm. i brought lunch you'd be like oh fuck 
okay, what'd you bring? And I'm like, I brought this. And you're like, that's my favorite. It's like, yeah, I thought I'd just swing by. I would have a, would like have a quick lunch, catch up real uh-huh. quick. You'd be like, oh my God, we eat for 20 minutes and then I leave. That's the way we'd have lunch if we lived in the same city. But that's not, I would like that. I mean, personally, I would like that. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm talking about you, Dan. Most I know people you really Dan. want, at least not anymore. The probability, the funny thing is uh, if you, you and I know. actually, but if you and I didn't have four or five conversations about literally going and having mm-hmm. lunch somewhere, and they, and they were very detailed conversations, okay, of where it was, what is it that we're going to do when we go there. You know, we literally also had liner notes for probably what we're going to talk about during the fucking lunch, like all of that. I still, I still <laughs> uh-huh. would not be entirely sure if you'd show the fuck up to lunch. That we- <laughs> right. What I'm saying, Dan, what I'm saying, Dan, is I love you, but you're underlying but I think, when it I comes think- to showing up mm-hmm. for lunch. That's not true. When I've have never I not bothered. We, lunch I don't think we've ever had lunch together. Because I know So better. how can you say I'm better. unreliable about showing up to, to lunch? I if... tend to book lunch with you. <laughs> the funnier thing is, you know, then... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if we lived in the same city, if we lived in the same city, I, what I just said... <laughs> would would work right like i would know i'd be i'm your friend i know what you'd like to eat it, it okay? would work yeah it would work. and i know that you'd be sitting there not really mm-hmm. taking care of yourself yes. and having a busy morning and running around and doing this and that not eating True. and then i would just Accurate. take a chance yep and you'd open your door and there i would be with the, like your favorite fucking thing to eat and you and you, you'd feel i wish like, i had a friend like you here yeah. in austin you know exactly. I'm starving right now i haven't exactly. eaten anything all day <laughs> You know, and so, I mean, you know, the funny thing about this is, um, um, because of course my, my, you know, my, 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 my wife was born in Korea and, um, grew up in Michigan, uh, you know, in that, uh, and, um, um, <laughs> I mean, you've seen, like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a somewhat popular thing in South Korea, for people watching um people eat like food streaming like eating streaming and they even have weird niche variations of it but there there there's there's yeah, literally like a, the, and, and the equivalent of what Jason's the equivalent talking about of, and you can do so a full weird. range of things you know meaning there are people that you literally have hundreds of thousands of people pay to log into a thing and like eat with somebody. Um, and um, of course the thing I find, and it's always funny because the thing I find funny too, is that some of them, um, you know, they'll use English words for stuff. They'll call themselves broadcast jockeys and you'll hear them in a Korean accent, call themselves BJs, mm. you know, which is it's just one of these um, <laughs> now, but, but it's a wide range of things too, you know, meaning some of these people do somewhat gluttonous things, uh, you know, while doing it, but some people literally, you can basically hire somebody to have meals with, you know? So, um, like you log on to zoom and you have a meal together. Um, and, um, it's sure. a v- very fascinating phenomena, you know, within that, within that culture. Um, and it just circles right back to the, the first comment. If you wanted to have lunch, uh, I just have lunch like I normally do at home and I just log on to zoom and you could log into zoom and do the same fucking thing because that's, that would be like, you know, that'd be the most reliable way of, of uh, maybe having lunch with you, Dan. When, how often do you come to the, do you ever come to the Bay Area? Mm-hmm. Or have you like, do you don't bother coming here anymore? For, for, I used to well, go quite often. I know often. you always, you came um, for WWC, two didn't you? times. Yeah. Always. And there were a handful of other, um, when, when we were yeah. doing a lot of ad sales for podcasts, there were a handful of companies that were in San Francisco and LA and other things that brought me out there a lot, but I, Wait, I haven't been out there in a long time. I'd love to go, love to go again. Pre pandemic, um, trying to remember when, but it's, it's probably 2018, 2019. God. I'm going to say 2018 probably. <sighs> yeah. You know, we can have that lunch. Just uh, let me know when you're free. I have our intelligent assistants talk to each other. You know, it's, it's plan something. And the fact yeah. that I've had Omicron now <clears throat> makes me think that I'm the safest person to be around. You should invite me out. As long as you're boosted, too. 
I got I got both vaccinations and the booster, nice. and yeah, I there's had been a, you uh, know, Omicron. Well, one how could I be more I was, safe right now? Know, I'm the safest. Um, I'm the safest living person. Um, you know, Eric Topol, who's of course a, you know, tweets a lot of this stuff, which is really great. But he's a really famous doctor down in mm-hmm. San Diego, um, and um, okay. Uh, I sent you a, a link about long COVID, of course, that came from his one of his tweets. And then the other one in there was yes. a, he, he does he did a lot of things. Yes, where like, that was very interesting. There's now been a big collection of studies about, you know, quote unquote, natural immunity, um, which turns out, by the way, to not last more than a year. Uh, and, um, you know, the general recommendation from now it's half a dozen studies is that even if you get COVID, you still get the vaccine and you still get boosted and the combination of those two things keeps you keeps you even more safe from the sort of future uh you know sort of in that mm-hmm. but um right but uh but yeah i mean i don't know we'll see i mean we're finally getting to the point where those cases are coming down um but yeah. the nfl future proofed its audience had ar Trying to do some things in there. Um, and so, you know, and NFL yep. and uh, and Snapchat um, looking to boost engagement during an event that is not only the biggest, the single mm. biggest TV show of the year, but that is now more and more yeah. happening on people's mobile devices. 87% of Snapchat Snapchat users favor uh, that photo messaging app over all other photo, okay. all, over all other apps per snap data shared with marketing dive. So, you know, that's a good example of an app that I think for adults, I'm using the air quotes around adults, it's completely off of their radar. I don't use Snapchat and I don't know anyone that uses Snapchat or my, they don't uh, talk my, about my, it. My 21 year old daughter. But what's interesting it. is, um, the yes, and that's exactly what I was it. going to say is that people, uh, in, right, yeah. late teens, early twenties use it. Are they but, called Gen Gen but Z? But millennials, for, especially Gen like Z somewhere there, right, middle, yeah, middle to to older millennials don't use it. What's called <sighs> zillennials, who are the younger millennials, they're the ones that use it. But like my kids who are, you know, 10 and 14, they have zero interest in it. No interest. Our generation, Gen X, no interest in it. But it's that weird kind of It just goes to Snapchat in my mind. Space. Or Snap or whatever. It's still one of these. It's like, oh, somebody made an app where, you know, your dick pic could disappear in 30 seconds. Why would I? Why would I? uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? And it just, there was nothing. Yeah, I do. Crickets? You have crickets? That is my uh, phone ring sound. That makes sense. Yeah, that's why you don't pick up either. Uh So the, um, what? (laughs) Like like you've ever called me. I think, yeah. Haven't I called you? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. This can't be true. Uh Uh-uh. Really? I'll call you right now. Mm. Find your phone number. What's your phone number again? No, it's it's true. Um. (laughs) So the, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, and it's funny too, because here in the notes, it says Verizon partnered with Snapchat for a 5G connected lens that lets game attendees join an AR experience where they team up and battle other groups to take control of a giant virtual airship hovering above the field to promote its flaming hot Doritos and Cheetos products, which will come together in a game day ad. Frito-Lay has sponsored the first of its kind snackable screens lenses that allow users to point their camera mm-hmm. at Doritos or Cheetos snacks to reveal the dance ad for ad star Megan the Stallion's new song, Flamin' Hottie. Everything about that paragraph mm. makes me want to fucking vomit. <laughs> like it really, <laughs> yeah, it really does. God, fuck. Yeah. Okay. But you know, it's just, it's okay. It's, 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 it's not, it's not surprising that people are running around infecting each other. I guess when we live in a world 
where that's a thing. <sighs> yeah. Flaming hottie. Who's Megan Thee Stallion? Now I'm going to sound like an old person. I'm going to Google that. Yeah, okay. American rapper. Her last name really Stallion? Mm -hmm. No, her last name's Pete. Okay. Megan jump on Ruth Pete. I think it's always funny when people have first names as their last name. Of course, one of, one of, one of my kids has a last name mm -hmm. as a first name. Yeah. <laughs> but... <clears throat> um, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, so do you think this is really going to future-proof the audience? You know, that now with AR and Snapchat, that 18-year-olds are going to get into watching football? Like, how much, how much, how much, how much of I football and it's Super a really Bowl good loving question. do you believe is hereditary and social? You know, I think most of it. Um, I grew up watching the NFL and MLB with my, mainly with my granddad, but yeah. other adult males. And, you know, most of the people that I know, that I'm yeah. friends with, most of them, you would, you could easily put them in the geek. Oh, yeah nerd sort of category. Yeah. And these are people who, who love to make the joke that, that I've always felt reveals how left out they were as a child when they yeah. say sports ball. Um, that's not a funny joke to anyone anymore. And I don't, I would propose uh, it was never funny. The joke? What's um, sports ball? What it shows is uh, sports ball is a thing that people who, for whatever reason uh, are not interested in sports Used to refer to any sporting game that's on TV that other I people have, care I about. I have, I have. So, used for example, the NFL, exactly they would zero times in my life. Mm -hmm. So you're saying mm -hmm. that that's this that's was correct because you're not that kind of person. This was a no. I'm a little more like the uh, I'm a little more like Clark Kent. You know, meaning like inside, inside, I'm I'm not a, a nerd. <laughs> you know, but uh, but my my outward projection. You know, the way that I hide amongst people is in nerdy ways. So the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I guess I just called myself Superman there, didn't I? Oh, I tell you, uh, it says a lot about mm -hmm. the base psychology. Um, so sports ball is a thing that people who do not like sports yells out when people who are watching sports, passionately watching sports that involve a ball they yell at them, right? Okay. So, so can you yell at mm -hmm. hockey people? I, I think that what they do is, uh, is the person uh -huh. will be on Twitter and they'll see that their Twitter has been overrun by people talking about a, a game that they are not interested in. They feel left out. And as a result of feeling left out, their goal is to belittle the people who and are the best insult they can excited about with. the thing. Well, see, that's why they're, that's, that's why they're nerds, Dan. That's why they're I nerds. I had to that's block the, sports yeah, that's ball. That's the best a nerd can come mm -hmm. up with. Correct. <laughs> so okay. I think that there's that category of people. And then yeah. I think that there's the other category of people who are, uh, you know, and so. Yeah. To what you were saying about it being hereditary, if you grew up in a household where your parents or parent yeah. or someone that was involved in raising you got you interested and excited in something like that and explained it and 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 helped you understand that things like that can be fun to watch and enjoyable to watch. Maybe they even took you to some games. Um, you know, you find out that like, hey, this is this is something that yeah. I can enjoy, even if you don't fully understand it. And I, you know, like my son is a good example. He's 14. He's yeah. very much a gamer. He loves, loves video games, uh, all kinds, console, and PC, about, doesn't uh, matter. He e loves them all. formats and eSport arenas. He's totally into going and watching that in person too, or? No, no. Um, we've watched I some should. of those together, but he's not very into that. Uh, but I also introduced him at an yeah. early age to yeah. enjoying football and some baseball. 
And as most young kids do, they'll look at baseball and say, this game is like really boring. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like the, you got to get in the pitcher's head here. You got to really get into that. And then and they're like, well, it's boring. But then watching something like the NFL or college football together, yeah, you know, you, you have to encourage that. And if there's no, my, my theory is if there's no one there to bring you into it and encourage you and teach you about it at an early enough age, it's likely that you miss it and you, you never pick it up. And then you wind up as a, a person who uses the yeah, word Yeah, but that itself sport. almost, because I, you know, it, it's, it's, the sports ball almost sounds as if you're also then you're part of an alternative tribe, you know, versus being, you know, a Ronin, you know, being masterless or tribeless, you know, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. I guess it always comes down to what's mm -hmm. funny is uh, my theory. Yeah, there's a, probably some aspect of, you know, do you, do you do what you're consuming as well? Um, you know, meaning people eat, so they do like watching eating or people making food type TV shows, right? So there's almost that type of thing. There's no example mm -hmm. of anybody in the world that watches food TV that doesn't eat food, <laughs> right? Um, but, you know, right. when you look at then people that say watch football, they either grew up in it in a rather religious fashion. They may have likely played it to the extent of that their physicality would allow, uh, you know, in there. Or they have some other general or very specific admiration of the, the gladiator nature of it, despite never wanting to participate, you know, in such a, a thing or, or stuff like that. Uh, and then like most things, of course, yeah, you mm -hmm. have the bizarro world or however you think about it, the counterbalance. Um, um, of uh, people being against that kind of thing. But it goes back to, you know, um, people within the context of entertainment and then entertainment that is of sport. And of course, gamification of sports is by the very nature these are games, right? Uh, that people play in, uh, almost like mm -hmm. analog gaming. Now we have digital gaming and you have then the digitization of analog games, uh, you know, in there, um, that all makes a ton of sense. It's still a, a niche play, uh, you know, overall, uh, you know, in there, um, and I'm sure, you know, what's funny is there's just so much stuff of, you know, 5G is really changing the Super Bowl experience and AR is really changing the Super Bowl experience and, and uh, you know, everything else mm -hmm. when, you know, again, it's uh, an industry that's monetizing the creation of a certain set of emotions in people and then basically targeting them with advertising to go and consume more and eat. Um, so, right. You know, there's sort of like, like in there, uh, in that, um, but then one of the things that was in there from an AR experience was, uh, Kia doing dog minute reality. So you see, you, do you see that in there? I didn't, um, no, I didn't catch that. You one. know, it's like, uh, um, when you launch the AR experience, you get an adorable robotic dog with a serious case of puppy dog eyes comes to life um so you know it's heading into uh you know basically an ar version of uh the old uh tamag tamagotchi pets do you ever have any of those physical tamagotchi pets right um i think i had one those yeah. are little things the little egg with the little thing inside of it i didn't own uh, one personally but i've seen them yeah did i own one i think somebody got me one and i spent because you know, one of the one of the challenges I, I have is that if you do give me something like that, I will be the best uh -huh. at it. <laughs> no, but I don't remember. Sure. I don't remember much on it, uh, to be honest. Um, and a lot of that. So this is all like consumer facing, edge use cases and stuff, largely in entertainment, sports, gaming pets, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. I mean, do we have anything that 
happened in the last week that's a bit more uh, on the boring infrastructure side, or is it all this shit? Yeah, we do. Well, we we do. Uh, it's not just Super Bowl stuff. Um, most of it Super Bowl. I mean, that took um, that took precedence uh, over everything else. But um, it is kind of interesting to me, anyway. That uh, because uh, Linode is a company that I've used for hosting and worked with for many years. Yeah. Akamai is going to acquire Linode. So, for people who don't know, Linode is a, a VPS yeah. server infrastructure company that's where you can go and get that's get always been based in philly bucks or dozens of servers or more yeah always based in philly and um they're apparently akamai is getting this to base their um i guess they want to have an infrastructure as a service platform and that's pretty interesting i've yeah. known the linode folks for a while it's uh, 19 years that they've been doing this um, and yeah, I've no, they basically for, started you know, right many, many after years, the uh, for dot different bomb companies. Yeah, 2003. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of money that they're spending. Um, Linode, they're buying it for okay. about 900 million. Um, and I mean, that's not a huge acquisition in the tech space, but it's huge for something mm. like this, I thought. And, um, Linode was going to do a hundred yeah, million is, in revenue. But my, but my understanding is like uh, you know, which Christopher is, Acker there, I think is the, the founder and the guy who's been doing it. I mean, he probably, um, yes, yes. I don't recall mm -hmm. Linode ever really raising money. So it's probably, it's, it's probably a good outcome. I don't for think him. that they did much. Um, yeah, that guy's uh, <laughs> definitely getting a boat. No, he's going to, I mean, the funny part is, you know, what I like about, uh, um, I mean, one, you know, Linode 2003-ish, you know, was, it started about a, a year before TextDrive did. Um, and, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which of course was a hosting company, I quote unquote did that, you know, then, then headed, you know, became part of Joint and we sort of went from there. Um, but 2003 for people mm -hmm. was, was, you know, it was April 2003 that AMD launched the first 64-bit x86 chip, you know, to where you could have more than four gigs of RAM in a server. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, 2003, 2004, 2005 was really when you could start doing mm -hmm. virtual machines for people. You know what I mean? Because you'd have a box that was uh, had enough memory and started having more yeah. cores to start doing that. And then, of course, you know, uh, 2005 and then 2007 and 2009, you started having instruction set architecture support for, you know, the offload of CPU and the offload of memory and, you know, a number of things like that. But, um, you know, basically offering, you know, um, free BSD jails or, you know, a whole number of, of, of things like that in the sort of early days became actually possible. You know, so you'd start doing um, hosting businesses that were not anchored in hardware and Linode was definitely, um, right. I mean, it was about nine months older than text drive was, you know, sort of in there. Uh, and mm -hmm. they always had really legitimate technologists working on stuff there. And they, um, you know, there was another Philadelphia hosting company that was like, I think called pair P a, IR. Yeah, sure. I remember um, PAI. And then there was, yeah, I remember them. They were pretty um, big, weren't they? Yeah, there's I mean, they're still in existence. I mean, they're in Pittsburgh. Um, but it's pair pair networks. I mean, they still do uh website hosting. Mm -hmm. Uh and then there was um um I'm blanking on the other one, but they were also always one of these big free BSD sort of companies as well. But oddly enough, in Pennsylvania, there was, um, um, I think two in Philly, one in Pittsburgh that were like hosting companies of note, you know, sort of, if you will. Right. Um, and, um, you know, and I think what's been yeah. cool there is that, and, and a part of it is, you know, Carnegie Mellon's there in Pittsburgh, right. Um, and, uh, you know, Philadelphia, yep. our, our, our friend, John Gruber's always lived there, that kind of thing. And, uh, yep. it's a great city, 
you know, and, uh, and it's, um, yeah, I think, I think what might be cool out of this, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he does any sort of, uh, you know, Philadelphia or Pennsylvania based angel investing or sort of here and there. I mean, let's see if he, uh, let's see if he, uh, goes full fucking crazy or not. <laughs> yeah. So. But that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty big news. It's interesting. Yeah. News. I mean, it's, it's um, 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 you know, I look any anybody from that generation of quote unquote hosting companies that made it through mm -hmm. uh, the Armageddon that was AWS and who is still in existence and who can manage to have a good outcome. Um, I'm very happy for. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's what it's one of those um, yeah. battles I was in, if you will, and I'm just happy to see any soldier make it through. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, it's a little bit because every now and then, you know, somebody yeah. might get snippy about, you know, joint not becoming the biggest thing or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, you can still type it into a browser. The website's still fucking there. It's still a running business. And it's spent um, 15 fucking years brutally competing against Amazon Web Services. So um, I don't have to tell you. You know what I mean? It's like just existing. I swear to God, just existing and making it through and continuing to do the work. Uh, sorry to say that's a win. You know, 99.999% like, yeah, startups don't, don't even do that. Uh, and, um, you know, and it's like the, uh, you know, the space. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, you know, it's it, 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 any good outcome. So I'm, 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 I'm happy for the guys. And it's a similar thing. I mean, Akamai is still being run by, you know, the founder. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, even so, uh, quoted I mean, in like, the article uh, there. All the power to them. So, but, uh, I don't know, but that's feeling, uh, that's feeling about done, Dan. I think we put this in the can. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think so too. I think we've uh, we've said yeah. a lot, given the listeners what they came for. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm okay with that. But uh, if people do want to get in touch with us. Yeah. They can go to liveitontheedge.show. There's a contact link up there. Send your emails. We'll get it. You can also find Jason on Twitter. Very, yeah. very, very <laughs> oh, avid <God>. tweeter. <laughs> Nonstop at Jason. Jason H. True. Jason H. And I'm at Dan Benjamin. We appreciate y'all listening yeah. and uh we yeah. will be back next you week too, have a have a great week jason <laughs> <laughs>